I'm going to say a couple of nice things about you. All right. So Sweet. Joe, other than being a great friend over the last few years, Joe is a man of God. He's one of our life group leaders, uh, helped to start and establish our college ministry that's going on through Christ Fellowship, um, and uh, just a, a, a man of wisdom, a man who loves Jesus, and, and worthy of us tuning our ears into what the Lord's downloaded into him, okay? So I'm going to pray for him real quick, and it's the podium's his. Jesus, thank you for Joe. Thank you for what you've deposited in my brother. And I pray that you'd bless him right now. I pray that you'd anoint him with everything that he needs right now, the ability to clearly communicate. And Father, to just to unload that burden that you've placed on him in the name of Jesus. Thank you for him, and bless him right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow, thank you, James. All right, am I, uh, am I on on the mic here? I'm not very tech savvy, so they're asking me earlier during mic checks if I was getting feedback, and I didn't really know what that meant, but <laughs> like, I don't think so. But So glad to be with you guys this morning. It's so true what Jamie always says about how there's something different when we come together and worship as a corporate body of Christ. Um, just powerful. I love the worship this morning, and Aaron and the team did a great job, so thankful for that. Um, Real quick, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Joe Nottley, and uh, I'm married to my beautiful bride, Lisa Nottley. And uh, we have this amazing puppy named Sophie. We just got her in December. And uh, I apologize for those who follow us on Instagram, because we flood your Instagram pictures with pictures of our dog. <laughs> so, uh, but she's been a blast. And uh, we're fortunate to live really close to both of our families. So we have my mom and dad, Dave and Terry and Lisa's parents, Tony and Janice, and her sisters, Emily and Anna, with us this morning. So we just have a blast spending time with them and watching Emily dominate in softball games this summer and just been enjoying being around here this summer. So, you know, summertime is such a, a good time to adventure. It's such a good time to, to go on vacations or go to new places um, or go explore or go camping. You know, the weather's usually somewhat nice after 8 p.m., and before 11 a.m., I guess. So, um, but it's just such a great time to adventure. And, you know, I think God's given us a spirit of adventure. He wants us to thrive and to, to try new things and go new places. And um, so he's given us that spirit. And, you know, I think sometimes we can channel that in the right way and we can channel it in the wrong way. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about this morning. I know a lot of times, personally, I channel it in the wrong way. And I think that worldly adventures are going to satisfy me. And yeah, they might be great for a while. Um, some examples might be, you know, I, I'll, I'll sit around and think, man, if I could just move to a different state or a different country, man, that would really be the adventure. Then I'd be satisfied. Or if I had a job that was crazy, like leading white, raft, white water rafting trips in Colorado or something, that would be an adventure. You know, then I'd be satisfied. Or, uh, man, if I get a, a different house or something, you know, that would satisfy me. But you know, those are, those are great, but that's not going to satisfy me at the end of the day. That's not the adventure that my heart longs for. And so um, that's kind of what we just want to talk about this morning. Um, so let me just pray for us as we start our time. Lord Jesus, I ask God you would just uh, reveal a spirit of adventure to us, God, and show us what true adventure looks like with you, God. Lord, just um, show us, Lord, how you adventured when you came to earth, Jesus. We love you, God, and we just pray you'd open up the scriptures to speak to our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. So the main thing that I want to communicate today, and we're going to start with, is that 
Jesus shows us how to adventure with him as pioneers by advancing the kingdom of God to the life of others. So this word pioneer, it's kind of a mysterious word. We don't know how it really translates to our walk with God. But I remember a couple years ago, I was spending time with God, and I was hearing this word pioneer. Or I'd see it in my Bible, and I'd think, I wonder what, you know, I felt like it was kind of speaking to me or something. Like God wanted to say something through this word pioneer. And so I didn't really know what it meant. I kind of pushed it to side pushed it to the side, and I remember one day I was driving home from work, and I was at a red light, and I was just kind of, you know, zoned out, just kind of sitting there at the light, and I look over to the car next to me, and on the back it said, Pioneer, and when I saw it, something in me said, man, something was stirring in me, and I knew that God was saying, Joe, you're a pioneer, and you need to know this, and you need to seek this out, and uh, by the way, I, I was curious, I never heard of a car called a Pioneer, and I don't know if there is a car called a Pioneer, but I think it was some kind of stereo system company. I was just really curious. But, um, but anyways, I started to seek out this word pioneer. And so I looked in the Bible, and I, I realized that Jesus is the ultimate pioneer. And if you would, if you have your Bibles this morning, if you'd turn to Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. All right, it says... Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I just love that, how Jesus was a pioneer because he came down into our darkness. And when we were, that song Oceans that we just uh, talked about, just adventuring with God, you know, we were lost in darkness and we couldn't do it on our own. But Jesus came and made a way for us to have a relationship with the Father. And so, praise God, you know, he made a way for us. He's the ultimate pioneer. Um, so he broke into our darkness and made access for us. That's, that's, that's what it is to be a pioneer. Um, the Spirit of God always makes a way for his people. In Isaiah 43:19, it says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. So that's God's heart for us, um, to make a way for us. And not only that, for us to have a pioneering heart, to make a way for others so we can model what Jesus did. Uh, I looked up the definition of pioneer to understand more about what it meant. And a pioneer in the dictionary says, a person who is among those who first enter or settle a region, thus opening it up for occupation or development by others. And so that's, that's what we're doing. You know, that's what pioneering with God is all about, opening up and developing the kingdom of God for others. Um, so, you know, it seems kind of, it seems great to talk about pioneering and adventuring, but what are some practical ways that we can be pioneers and adventure with God? And I think the most obvious, obvious one is evangelism, sharing the love of Jesus with others. When we, when we tell people about Jesus and we tell people about his love, we're letting them settle in that place and know that they're loved by God and help them live in that place, live in a place of knowing that they're loved and knowing that Jesus came for them and died for them. And it speaks value over them. It speaks that, 
You know, they were loved so much that someone came to die for them. So sharing that with others is a great way to be a pioneer. Another one is uh, encouragement. And, um, you know, when I was in college, one of my life group leaders, he would always call me man of God. He would just, he'd be like, hey, what's up, man of God? How you doing, man of God? And I thought it was a little weird at first. I, I didn't really like it at first. I was kind of uncertain about it. Uh, but over time, as he kept just saying, man of God, you're a man of God, he kept saying it. I realized, man, I am a man of God. And that's who I am. And I started to make decisions like I'm a man of God. And I started to think like a man of God. And I started to see myself as a man of God. And all that just helped me live in this place of operating as a man of God. And it's because he pioneered into me and he said, Joe, this is who you are. And he helped settle that place for me, helped me develop it so I could live there. And so when we encourage people all throughout the day, you know, when we see each of us has unique giftings and um, and personality traits and all these amazing gifts from God. And so we can call those out and say, this is who you are. This is what, how God created you. And we are helping people live in that place and live that way. So um, another one is intercession. Uh, when I think about intercession, I think about like trying to walk through a jungle that's all cluttered and just taking a machete and just breaking down all the branches that are in the way and clearing a path for people behind us. And I feel like that's a picture of intercession as we pray against um, the attacks of the enemy and we prepare a way for other people to know Jesus. So as you're um, you know, praying uh, alone or with other people, you, know, you can just be encouraged that you're actually breaking down barriers for other people. So, um, and that's another version of pioneering. Um, and then just on a more practical day-to-day note, um, just being mothers and fathers. You know, I'm not a mother, or I'm not, I'm not a father to actual kids yet, just to a dog. But um, I know that you know there's so many mothers and fathers here, and it is so powerful just living a holy life that leads the way and paves the way for your kids to live a holy life, and that's pioneering too. And even more than that, being spiritual mothers and fathers. You know, um, God uh, gave us the great commission to go and disciple the nations. Uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so when we disciple people, when we come alongside others and help walk with them, we're, we're paving the way for them to walk and to, to be uh, closer to Jesus. Um, and then, last one, just being people of hope. You know, even, even as we go to work every day, I know sometimes the workplace can feel like a place where there's not a lot of hope or um, people aren't speaking life into situations. Um, I think about one meeting I go to every week, and it's a very tense meeting, and um, no one really wants to share anything because they're afraid they're going to get shot down, and, um, you know, the things that people do say are always not very positive and don't have a a, a can-do-it attitude, you know, and, um, but then there's a few people that come to that meeting that do speak up and do speak hope over our situations, and it's amazing how everyone, the whole thing just kind of switches and the whole atmosphere kind of changes. And so we can be people like that who pave the way as being people of hope. Speaking hope and speaking the truth about other people around us is so powerful. And it does change the atmosphere um, everywhere we go. So, so obviously, you know, as we're advancing the kingdom of God, Satan doesn't want any of that. He wants to try to come against us. He wants to try to swipe our legs out from under us. And um, so some things we just need to be prepared for uh, is just some things that can come against us. And I think for me, 
one of the biggest things that comes against me in venturing with God and stepping out with God into unknown places is complacency. You know, it's so easy to just, um, just to sit back and just worry about my own life and worry about trying to keep my life perfect and clean and, um, you know, just, just easy and stuff like that. Uh, but that's not God's heart. God's heart is that I'm adventuring with Him. And, um, you know, as we've been watching the World Cup, I'm sure lots of you guys are following the USA right now with the FIFA World Cup. And uh, so I've been noticing just the difference of the different players on the team. When you look at a goalie, you can tell during the game they're always more tense. They're always, like, watching, hoping that they don't screw up, hoping that when the ball comes they're able to save it. And if they don't save it, you know, they always feel bad. They always feel like it was their fault. They feel the condemnation and all the weight on them, like it was their problem. Really, the defense didn't help them out or something like that, you know. But then you look at the guys on offense, and those guys, when they get the ball, it's like, yes, I got the ball. The adrenaline's rushing. It's like, what can I do with the ball this time? You know, what kind of crazy move, crazy pass? What kind of header can I do into the goal? You know, all these things. And you can just tell they just, they're running with freedom. And the goalies are running kind of, they're kind of standing there just anxious, you know. And I feel like that's a picture for us about being, not being complacent, not just trying to be on defense with God or with, with Satan, just trying to keep Satan out of our lives and that's it, you know, just playing defense, wondering what sin we're going to fall into next, you know. And yeah, it's good to be aware of what Satan might try to be tempt you with, but if that's our only focus, you know, we're not going to live in fullness with God, you know. And so God's called us to be adventurers, to go out and break forth the kingdom of God in new places. And that's where we're going to thrive. Um, Another thing I think that can come against us is busyness. Um, Just the everyday catching up. You know, I I know with my own life, with having a job and a dog and a house and all these things, I feel like I've got to just get things done every day to stay on top. You know what I mean? but that's not how Jesus operated. Jesus didn't see things that came into his life as hindrances or as issues, but he saw them as opportunities for uh, the miraculous and for his love to be shown. So if you would, open up to Mark 10:46 with me. All right, Mark 10:46 through 52 says, Then they came to Jericho, as Jesus, and his, uh, as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. You know, I think if I was one of those people with Jesus that day, I probably would have told the blind man to just be quiet, you know. Just, you're annoying us. Like, we've got to get out of town. It said in the beginning they were trying to leave town. We've got to get somewhere. We've got things to do right now. You just need to be quiet. But instead, Jesus said, no, this is an opportunity for him to see my love and to be healed and see the miraculous, you know? So it's so cool that Jesus shows us um, 
how not to let busyness uh, get in the way. And, and, you know, I think God's faithful. He's not going to, if we're focusing on um, what God's trying to do in the moment, he's not going to let us get so behind in things that we can't make it. You know, he's going to provide for us in that time. He's going to let us keep our jobs and um, have what we need to, to make it every day. So he's faithful. Um, and, and with this, this morning as I was just praying for our time today, I felt like God was kind of highlighting that, um, that no one's missed their chance. Um, I think sometimes people feel like, you know, they had a season in the past in their life when they could really go for it with God or something, and maybe now they're more busy or they have more on their plate than they did then, so they feel like they can't do it right now. But I just wanted to encourage you. I felt like God gave me a picture of a train coming at every hour of the day, and it's God saying, get on that train. The train leaves every hour. You didn't miss the train. Another train's coming, and you can hop on and adventure with God. It's never too late. There's always another train coming. Um, and the last thing I think that tries to come against us as we're doing this is disappointment and fear. Um, you know, maybe we've had an experience in the past where we tried to step out or we, um, you know, tried to tell someone about Jesus and we didn't see the results that we thought we were going to see. Um, but God doesn't want to let that uh, hold us back from more, you know. We don't know what actually happened in that person's heart. Maybe, maybe something great happened. Um, but I think as we feel disappointment and fear, we can just stand firm in who's God called us, who God has called us, and um, trust in, in what he has in us, that he is living in us. And so I just want to encourage you that you are the carriers of the best news ever. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the best news ever, and it lives in you today. You have healing power through the name of Jesus. So there might be someone today that you come across that could experience the healing power of Jesus. Um, you have endless joy in Jesus Christ today. There's no end to the amount of joy today. You could dance in your backyard or in your front yard, and there's no end to the joy that you can have today in Jesus. There's divine revelation and access to the answers of all things today in Jesus Christ. So any issue you're having can be answered in Jesus Christ today. Um, you have a powerful testimony. The fact that we couldn't make it on our own, we were lost on our own, no matter how good we tried to be, we could never be good enough to make it into heaven and to have a relationship with God. But he came and he restored us and rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Um, and finally, your best friend, Jesus, restores everything. So there's nothing that comes in your path today that he can't restore. So just remember things like that, you know, every day. If you ever feel fear or disappointment, just remember these truths about what the Bible says about us. Um, you know, it was interesting as I was just thinking about pioneering, I did some research on Lewis and Clark. And you guys might have heard of Lewis and Clark. They're the great pioneers that... Um, they, they mapped out a bunch of the, the lands of the West during the presidency of Thomas Jefferson. And I was just trying to see if there's any parallels between what they did and what we're doing uh, in the spirit day to day. And uh, one really interesting fact that I found was that Thomas Jefferson gave them an unlimited credit to the U.S. government at any time. Uh, this was before they went on their journey. So they had unlimited access to the funds and the resources of the U.S. government when they left. And it's the only time in U.S. history it's ever been done. And it'll never be done again, I bet. But <laughs> I can't imagine. 
Um, but that's just such a picture of you know, God towards us. We have an unlimited access to his love every day. We have his full support. We have his full blessing as we go. There's no pressure. We don't have to have pressure to perform a certain way. But he is for us, and he gives us all of his resource. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, another cool thing is, you know, as, as uh, Lewis and Clark went out on their journey, is they had direction. They knew which way they were headed, and they had a general idea of following the water line as they went. And I think that's, that's just a, a good reminder for us every day, just to seek direction from God as we go out and adventure. Um, you know, maybe some days... Uh, We'll, we'll sense God speaking very specifically. You know, maybe we'll hear him say, hey, I want you to just tell your coworker that you appreciate them today or, or something very specific. Uh, but maybe he'll just be more broad sometimes too. Maybe he'll say, hey, I just want you to know your love today. And I just want you to just tell everyone about how they're loved today or something like that, you know. Um, so it could be specific or not, but we just want to partner with God in this thing and we want to seek his direction, not our own direction every day. Um, and so uh, in Psalms 119.105 it says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path I'm sure you guys have heard uh, that before but you know I think about Lewis and Clark and they had to have light they, they had to see into the darkness as they went and know which way they were going uh, and lastly they shared their journey with someone they had Sacagawea I'm sure you guys have heard of Sacagawea uh, she was a Native American who knew the lands of the West and helped them navigate through them as, as they moved West. And so we need people in our lives, just like they needed Sacagawea, who have been to these lands before to help us navigate the difficulties and any species they come across they didn't know about, um, helping them know what to do next, those kinds of things. So, you know, I just encourage everyone to get into a discipleship-type relationship Maybe find someone who's a little older or a little bit farther along in their walk with the Lord than you and just, you know, come alongside them and work together and, and, and have them encourage you on, um, you know, how, how this thing can be played out. Maybe some difficulties you're having or some breakthroughs you're having and sharing that with others. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so I just want to encourage everyone. You guys are made to adventure with God this morning and for the rest of your lives. Um, every day is a new day, and there's no pressure, okay? That's the great thing about adventuring. You can, you can adventure full speed ahead, but you can, you can walk with God and let him just give you grace to walk at his pace, you know what I mean? So um, in a second, our, our uh, band's going to come back up, and we're going to go into a ministry time. So if our ministry team and our band would come back up. Um, so if you've... If you've never heard about uh, Jesus being a pioneer for us and how he came down to this earth and um, how he came down to this earth and he, sorry, uh, and how he came into our darkness and created a way for us to know him and have a relationship with him, if that's, if that's new to you or, or something in you is wondering about that this morning, um, please come up and just uh, ask for one of these guys to pray for you. Um, because Jesus, uh, can br- Jesus is the ultimate good news, and he wants to bring life to each of us today. So, yeah, if you would, stand up, and um, we're going to go into a time of worship.
You know, there are so many, so many nuggets and truths in what Joe shared this morning. I, I just kept finding myself, I was taking notes, trying to rapidly get that stuff in my notes, and I need to process what the Lord is saying on multiple of these fronts for me, that I have unlimited access to the resources of heaven. Holy cow. I need to work on that. Like, why do I get under it so much?